We interrupt this program. We interrupt this program to bring you Vikings Vent Line, the one show where you get to react to how the purple played right away. Right away. Call in now with your thoughts on the game. 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Vent Line. Three straight throws to start the day. Thielen with a diving catch. Inside the 40. Catch of 24 yards from Kirk Cousins. Cousins has found six different receivers. He's found Stephon Diggs a lot. What a good couple of moves for a first down. That was brilliant. Ball's out. Picked up by the Vikings. Joseph. Can he win this long foot race? Linvald Joseph. No flags. Touchdown, Minnesota. Second down and two as it took a sack off the board. Now Thielen in the end zone with a flag for the touchdown. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Welcome to Vikings Vent Line. It's Zolgad, Manny Hill, and producer Jonathan Harrison taking your calls from now until who knows when. Manny, as we talk about a 23-21 Vikings victory that is a very huge. Felt like for the first half or so could be, I don't want to say easy, but without a ton of drama, but of course in Vikings fashion, ended with more drama than most would like. Okay, let me start off by saying this. Because I got some people arguing with me on Twitter already Go about this, the Andrew Sandejo thing at the end there. Yes. That was boneheaded on his part. I'm sorry, and there is no convincing me otherwise. That was stupid on his part. In that particular situation, he led with his helmet. He hit the guy in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Well, it was going for the ball. The ball was... <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. The too. ball... The ball it, it doesn't but matter. It doesn't matter. It, does, if it Mike, doesn't matter. If the, Michael Bennett, if the Michael Bennett call was questionable on Kirk Cousins, and it definitely was... Oh, my gosh. There, there was a lot more question about that call than Sandejo, who, by the way, could be called for a helmet-to-helmet once a game. At least. If not twice at, a game. At, at minimum, once a game. Yes. But, uh, but nonetheless... Anyway, nonetheless, no, Nonetheless... Win. What now? Two, two, and one sounds a whole hell of a lot better, Manny Hill, yeah. than one, three, and one going into next week's game at home against Arizona. It's it was a huge win, and they got it. They needed it badly, and I I've been saying all week that leading up to this game that you had to get this game because of one thing: the Buffalo loss. Mm-hmm. You had to win this game because when you lose a game like that at home to a bad team, and we're all in agreement that the Bills are a rotten team, you have to make up for that. You have to go on the road and win a game that you're not supposed to win, and they did that today. So now it doesn't, like to your point, it doesn't look nearly as bad as 1-3-1 and one does, even though it's just the difference of one game. You are in so much better shape at two two and one than you are at one three and one. So Detroit wins, uh, beats Green Bay. So yep. so the Lions win today. The Packers lose. The Bears are off, and the Vikings go to uh, Philadelphia and win six five one six four six eight two five five six five one six four six eight two five five. That's the uh, vent line for the Twin Cities area. If you're outside the Twin Cities, eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Let's start with Ben in Florida. Hello, Ben. How are you tonight? Uh, doing a lot better than before the game, I'll tell you that much. Um, I, w- I will say this two things. Number one, if Dan Bailey is going to make kicks on the line with the game on the line like that, I could tolerate a miss here or there because a little nervous when he kicked that, when he kicked that to the, to the lead. But nonetheless, 
He kicked it. He made it. And the Vikings won the game. Um, glad Minnesota found their defense again. And Kirk Cousins is probably happy that he didn't have to put up fantasy and create incredible fantasy stats to win the game. Just played good football. Oh, and um, I do want to ask you guys this. Who would win in a 100-meter race? You guys or Limbo Joseph? That man can run. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Appreciate the call. For a 300 and, what's Linfall, 330? Oh, yeah. At, At least. least. That might be listed. Yeah. It might be higher. He's, I mean, he's he's a terrific player, and, and you know, he's one of those guys at that size that can really run well, and it, it kind of reminds me of the, um, there was a play that Larry Allen, uh, the when he was playing for the Cowboys, it was like his rookie year, mm-hmm. and Aikman threw an interception or whatever against the against the Saints, and Larry Allen like chased chased down the defensive back, a three hundred and whatever pound guard is chasing down <laughs> chasing down a defensive back or a linebacker or something like that who was returning interception back. Yep, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Lin, Linval can fly, man, for a guy that size. And that play changed the complexion. Oh, of it changed that game. everything because that game was that game at that point was a sloppy three three tie. And and Philadelphia, I think, had gotten towards the 50 or so yep. at that point. Midfield, yep. And they got pressure. Weatherly pressured uh, Carson Wentz. Wentz fumbled the ball, and it went right to Joseph. And the Vikings score and make it 10-3. And after that, led the entire game. The first half, the Vikings looked good, I thought. The second half got a little bit dicey. The thing I liked about the Vikings' defense today, for the most part, was it did look Manny, like the defensive front was, if not back, a semblance of themselves. Yeah. Well, you have to get. I mean, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks. Where Where's the pass rush been? Where's you know? And obviously, being without Everson Griffin has you know hampered the pass rush a little bit. But it it showed up today, and they they got enough pressure on Carson Wentz, who I don't think this is taking no credit away from the Vikings or anything, but. Carson Wentz does not look like he's back yet. No, I mean he does it's, not, it's no. still it's still going to take nope. at least a few more weeks. It may even take um, the entire season really for him to get back to where he was before the injury last year. But nonetheless, the Vikings did a nice job of taking advantage of him not really being himself, and he looked a little bit hesitant in the pocket. He didn't really move around as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they did a nice job. I I, I still. And I'm sure you'll agree with this. I still have my concerns about the secondary right now, but well, Trey they, Wayne's not playing is, is a big deal. And for the life yeah. and for the life of me in that game, and the Vikings should send the Eagles a thank you note. I'll never understand how when Alshon Jeffrey was matched up on a guy like Mackenzie Alexander, how did you not go at Mackenzie Alexander every single time? They went. And I believe if you look, they went at Alshon Jeffrey on Xavier Rhodes more than any. Buddy else, and my understanding is and Xavier Rhodes is your best cover corner. Yeah, and my understanding was I thought that Rhodes, that Rhodes, excuse me, was supposed to be on Jeffrey all day long. I don't think he was, but there were there were times I saw twenty and twenty one out there, and I thought to myself, okay, Mike Hughes might be a very good player eventually, mm-hmm. and McKenzie, I don't have a ton of faith in, but I thought for sure that Philadelphia would target those guys frequently, and they did occasionally, but not frequently. Yeah, and and it's weird that they didn't do that because Doug Peterson is a guy that we think will is kind of like Sean McVay, where he'll try to take advantage of 
mismatches and 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 matchups where he feels like his guys have have a, a distinct advantage and we never really saw them go at Mackenzie Alexander. I don't know if we ever really even there was never a point in this game where I looked at something happening and thought, "Oh, there's Mackenzie Alexander again." Yep. Screwing something up or being out of place or getting burned or missing a tackle. Yep. He they didn't even really test him at all. The entire the entire game they didn't really test him at all. It was really weird. Uh, six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Vikings vent line is the show. Let's go to Fargo and our friend Chancy. Hi, Chancy. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, guys. It felt good to see that uh, W go on the board today. Uh, like you guys were talking, it kind of balances out that Buffalo loss. And I actually think too, Green Bay losing to Detroit. Uh, no. Uh, discredit to the Bears, but I still think the Packers are the main competition in the division. Green Bay losing to Detroit gives the Vikings another opportunity to pick up games if uh, they can sweep the Lions this year. So, But uh, two things I was thinking. One, the difference in the defense was simply, in my mind, the turnovers. And that's it. If you go to the Niners game, they turn the Niners over a bunch of times. Sure. Today they get, mm-hmm. they get turnovers today, right? If the Eagles punch in that touchdown rather than fumble the ball, this game looks all different. Uh, they score on defense. I don't know how you scheme or coach this up, but I want to see Zimmer uh, putting schemes in place that are looking to generate turnovers. I'll sacrifice yardage in exchange for turnovers. And I mean, most of the elite defenses, it seems like that's what you get. I don't like the bend, but uh, don't break mentality. I want to see the turnovers. So that was the big difference. Uh, they got to keep doing that if there's anything schematic. Uh, and number two, I'm sure if you're calling into the Eagles version of Ventline or whatever the heck they have. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of talk about the uh, roughing the passer call, yep. which was an atrocious call again, in my it was opinion. Awful. But oh, it it's so painful to watch. I, I feel for everybody involved. They're going to suck all the life and joy and fun out of being a fan watching games. But the Sandeo hit at the end of the game was bad too, if you ask me. I mean, oh, it was brutal. It, it, I I try to hear the announcers. I I don't know if they feel like they have to stick up for the reps, but justify. Yeah, he kind of led with his head. You mean he tilted his chin forward like three but, degrees when he hit him? Big deal. I, but Chancey, he it, can't. He he can't. He can't make that. That play has been called in the league for years now. Like you can't. You can't make you you he. Anderson Deo has to know this by now. Like he's been in the league long enough. He has to know this by now. And his well, problem. His problem is that he's so reckless. And you saw on the two point conversion that the Eagles had that he can't tackle. He missed the tackle right there because. He spent his entire career trying to blast everybody with his helmet. He can't. You you, you cannot make a play like that. You just well, can't. I think, I think he has a target on his back. I mean, he has a reputation. Well, he does. Uh, when, he does, and that's his fault. Four, it makes it a lot easier of a call for the ref to throw the flag. And he has if it's somebody else. And chance he has nobody to blame for that but himself. Sure, because he's well, he's built up that reputation. That is totally on him. Right on. Well, I do think that I feel for the Eagles fans a little bit on that, uh, and I was waiting for the makeup call somewhere in the game, and I was thinking that uh, the Vikings would get their own ticky-tack roughing the passer in the second half to make it up, but thankfully uh, they eked one out, and uh, yeah, we'll look forward. Hopefully they can run off a few games in a row here and uh, keep the season compelling, and yep, uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Chancey. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. If you would uh, like to join the conversation, the show is Vikings Vent Line. Zolgad Hill and producer Jonathan Harrison. Now let's go to uh, Colorado. Hey, Chad. Hey, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call today. 
Hey, couple couple things that I noticed in today's game. First thing, Kirk Cousins' lateral play. I think that was totally on Kirk Cousins. Great job on Rock Thomas trying to have situational awareness on that one and grabbing the ball. Unfortunately, it was a turnover, but that was totally on Kirk Cousins. The second thing, uh, you know, that I noticed today, you know, there were hits on both sides of the quarterback. Were the referees kind of, you know, being a little bit more lenient on the call today? There were a couple hits, I guess, on both sides that yep. they didn't call a penalty on, and I was like, what, really? How, that would have been called two weeks ago. Yep. How are they changing the rules here? They're being inconsistent. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate the call. Because they've got no clue. What's funny they've is got, they've got no clue what to call, here. and they're and they are guessing. And, and by the way, the Bennett hit on Cousins. You have to go back to two thousand eight. That's the Brady rule. Yeah, that's the Brady rule. When it comes to the target area and the weight distribution, they've got they are making it up as they go, and they're hoping that they're right. I will tell you this: I thought on the touchdown. After the Michael Bennett roughing the passer call, mm-hmm. when Bennett actually hit Cousins and he looked like he kind of landed on him a little bit, I thought I was surprised they didn't call that because that, I mean, it would have been an atrocious call either way, but that looked worse than the penalty that they actually called on him. Yeah, yeah, because when he when he hit Cousins and kind of landed on him a little bit, yeah. that I was surprised they didn't throw a flag on that because that to me looked worse, even though I mean. It would have been a ridiculous call then too, but that looked worse than that looked more egregious than than the than the call they actually threw the flag on. Manny, they are they have no clue. They're guessing right now. They have no clue. They're guessing at the calls. On roughing the passer, they have no clue. They're guessing at their calls, and they know they know that the mandate is to protect the quarterback, but they don't know how. And so, and, and here, and the other thing to keep in mind too is, by the way, the Eagles touchdown today, a year ago until the Super Bowl. Is not a completed pass. Oh, of course not. And don't forget, this is the league. So, so for those who think, oh no, this league knows what it's doing, don't forget, this is the league that very quietly in the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl last year changed the catch rule and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> they changed it for no, the did. Super Bowl. Yes, they did. They changed it for the Super Bowl, and because yes. and and because of that, we got a couple catches that would have been nullified until that game. And I think they changed it for the better. My point is these people are conniving enough that they make up the rules, don't tell you, and then enforce them as they have been as they want to enforce them without having a clue about what the actual verbiage is supposed to be. How about the uh what's funny too is how about the how about the challenge that Doug Peterson had on the dig sketch? Oh, it's awesome. Where he got where he got three feet in. And that's not and and, and, and it's it's so Don't blame here's my thing is this don't blame anybody upstairs for calling down. You're on the sideline. You saw him get three, well, three. He got one foot in, two foot in, a third step, a third in. step in. So yeah. that's that's on Doug Peterson and Doug Peterson alone. Don't blame well, it on anybody else. I saw a couple people tweet at me. I think he was. They said like, well, maybe he was listening to the crowd. The crowd. Maybe he's going by the crowd reaction. What's then he he's even more than an. Then he, he's even more of an idiot. What's he Tyson? If he's going, if he's going by, flag, Mike. if he's going by the crowd reaction to it, then he's an even bigger idiot. And and I like Doug Peterson. He's a really good coach. He won the Super Bowl last year, for God's sakes. Sure, but that was that was idiotic for him to challenge that. And the lateral to Rock Thomas that was fumbled is a byproduct of the fact the Vikings cannot run the football to save their lives right now, and they're trying to come up with anything they possibly can to to 
simulate a running play that's actually a passing play. Well, but that pass, as you said before the show started, that's got to go forward. It's got to go forward, yeah, because yeah. you can't you can't risk this. Yeah, well, and and I don't even know. I know the the caller blamed it on Kirk Cousins. I I don't even know if I would blame Kirk Cousins on that. I would just blame the the design of the play, like that. I mean, he had to throw it. He had to throw the ball backwards because that's where Rock Thomas was. Right. So he had to throw it backwards. Rock Thomas probably should have caught it. But it's like, why? Why is that? Why is he running behind? Why is that? Why is that pass going backwards? That just doesn't make they the, are the, try- play, the design of that play doesn't make any sense to me. But they are trying to come up with plays that don't force them to to hand the ball off because they have no confidence that they can actually gain yards right now by running the football. Yeah, Six- and they actually did okay with it on the last True. drive. They you know Murray popped off a couple of nice eight nine yard runs. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. The show is Viking Vent Line. Uh, joining us next, hello, Alan. Hey, how's it going? Going good. How are you? Uh, great. Uh, it's good to see a win, but uh, as you're talking about the run game, I don't think we're going to really be a top-tier uh, team to go to the playoffs without a run game. Mm-hmm. Wondering if we could, like in the near future, with a little bit easier, like Arizona, like try to concentrate more on it instead of just run a couple times and then get away from it and just start passing away. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, I think the problem is, is this, though. To actually consistently try and do it, you have to have faith that it's going to work, mm-hmm. and that faith does not exist. It really doesn't. He's right. If you're going to be a playoff team, you have to be able to consistently, because that's not only, especially when we turn to uh, winter, that's not only running the ball successfully, it's play action and things like that. But I think the faith in the run game, and Cook didn't play for the second time in three games today, and he played the first half against the Rams, and that was it for that game. I think the faith in the run game is at about 5% right now. It is, and I, I don't know. The problem is is because the offensive line has not done a very good job of run blocking for you. I mean, didn't what was the stat? I think it was Collar who found the stat that he that Dalvin Cook was like leading the league, you know, before he, before the hamstring injury, he was like leading the league in yards after contact. Yes, that's correct. Even though he's only getting about two and a half yards of carry, but because through the Green he, Bay game, he, that's yeah, correct. Because he was yes. getting hit in the backfield so much, and you know, the he would get more, he would get two or three yards after contact, and it ended up being a, a one yard run because he's getting hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage because the offensive line has been so brutal in that in that regard. So I. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you. Maybe today, what we saw on the last drive with Murray, you know, picking up a couple of nice runs, maybe that leads to some some more confidence in the running game. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't. I mean, what we saw today, the the swing backwards passes, the one to Rock Thomas that was dropped and was a fumble, and they they ran one to Diggs earlier in the game. Yes, and I mean that. That kind of shows you that, yeah, they they don't really have a whole lot of faith in the you know in the running game, and I just I just don't like the design of those plays though. I just want the, that pass to go forward because you saw what happened with Rock Thomas; he dropped sure. it, and that's a fumble, and it turned you, you turned the ball over. 
651-646-8255-877-615-1500. The show is Viking Vent Line. All right, the Vikings today, Manny Hill, averaged uh, 3.3 yards per carry on 23 attempts. And their long was 20 yards, which, by the way, was Stefan Diggs. Their season average coming into today, which was the worst in the National Football League, rushing the ball, was 3.5 yards. So they just can't run. Yeah. And here's your other problem from today. It's like we got Matt Asiata all over again. It really is. And here's your other problem, Manny, from today that has to be a concern. Riley Reef, your left tackle, mm-hmm. who might not be God's gift to offensive line play, but he's very tough and pretty doggone solid, right? If he's With healthy. the exception of the Buffalo game, yep. yeah, he's been he's been really good. And and you know, you you kind of give him a pass on that because he was playing with what we now know as some sort of a foot injury that he apparently reaggravated again today. Yes. And had to come out of the game. And then you get Rashad Hill at left tackle and you're just holding your breath. And Brian O'Neill at right tackle. Yeah, and you're holding and your breath even same. more. So that's that is now the concern about Reef to me is this. He is one tough dude. So if he left, something's really wrong. Yeah. Basically, either he or somebody said, you can't play. He's not the type of guy who just comes out. And he, he does he have an injury practice. history. Yes. Yes. So if you are if you are now the uh, Vikings play Arizona next Sunday at home, and there's going to be four games before the bye at that point. Mm-hmm. If you're starting Rashad Hill at left tackle. And Brian O'Neill at right O'Neal tackle. And O'Neill at right tackle, that's an enormous ask. And Rashad Hill, I think Rashad Hill was a nice pickup as a backup to give you depth. Mm-hmm. Asking him to start at right tackle to me was quite a bit. Asking him to shift to left tackle and start is a lot. After Riley Reef left the game with an injury, you basically had three backups on your offensive line. Three of your five offensive linemen were backups. Mm-hmm. With Compton at uh, left with, guard, you're with right. Compton, O'Neal, and right. Rashad Hill is, I consider him a backup. Mm-hmm. Like he in a perfect world, he's not starting for me. He's a guy that can come in and and start a game or two for you if you have a guy that's out. But does is he a starting tackle left or right for a full sixteen game season? I don't think he is. No, no. And so you got and that's going to be you, a big you, concern. You now. survived a game today with three of your five offensive linemen as basically backup quality players. Six five one six four six eight two five five. The show is Viking Ventline, and uh, Frank joins us now. Hello, Frank. What's up, Frank? Oh, hi, guys. Uh, something that I'm taking into consideration, or I'm noticing, the Vikings seem to play a lot better against other teams that play a conventional football team. Not a whole lot of razzle dazzle going on. Not a whole lot of line shifting, but it's man on man football. And I'm just wondering if you if that could be part of their issue, you know, when we're talking about uh, having uh, our defensive you know, cover wide receivers in the, you know, out in the, out on the flats. They just, they can't do it. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know what was going on with the Eagles today. I'm, oh, not, was, taking, uh, I'm not taking anything yeah. away from the Vikings, because I think the Vikings defense played well enough to win today. And obviously they did win. I the, the Eagles was that was just weird from them today. I mean, we talk about the Alshon Jeffrey thing. They they had him matched up on Mackenzie Alexander a few times. They didn't really take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz just still does not look 
like himself. Oh, agree. Again, you Ajay, know they didn't. Ajay fumbled the ball. What third quarter? Their first drive deep in yeah. Vikings territory. They did. They. It was really you, weird from the Eagles today. You know what though? They look very much like a team that Super won a Bowl championship. Hangover. They really did. Yeah. They look like a team that won a championship and and had a lot of fun. And, yeah, that, that was an odd game. An odd game. And the Peterson, and you're you're right, the Peterson decision to challenge that call was uh, on the what, Diggs catch. What was, was he thinking? Absolutely bizarre. That made no sense. Right now, I would love to know what on earth, who told him, give this a chance. It cost him a timeout that they absolutely could have used well, as well. It was weird because Diggs caught it near the Eagles' sideline. I know. No, so it wasn't I know. like it, it wasn't watching. like it was on the other side of the field and they couldn't see. He was watching it, I know. And they had to have shown the replay. He had to have seen the replay on the Jumbotron. What was he thinking? Diggs no. had three he had three steps. Like it was a clear catch. It wasn't there was nothing in doubt about it. He well, they announced flag. the challenge. It no they announced on TV that he was going to challenge it and I thought, "Didn't he catch that around the numbers?" <laughs> and then I saw it and he got the and I'm like, "Okay, he's going to get at least two feet in, or at least two steps in. Forget feet. And if he and he really, if he really threw that red flag because of the crowd's reaction, no, he's not that. It's dumb. like he can't. He could, that couldn't have been. It's like Doug. Come on, he's not you, that you, dumb. you know this crowd. They're 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 drunk as hell. Like, come on. Oh, you wouldn't throw it because of the crowd. You're watching the play. Yeah, like like that. I just yeah. That was that was really that was really weird. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. The show is Viking Ventline, and it is brought to you by uh, Lucky's Thirteen Pub, five Twin Cities locations. Find your Lucky's at Lucky's Thirteen Pub dot com. All right, I got good news, George Iloka. He's not only on the roster; he can play defense. Yeah, we've seen him. We saw he him exists. Play. He's not a myth. We saw him play today. And, and it it looked like Zim, if I saw this correctly on TV, it looked like Zim was trying to get creative with the nickel package because at times you saw Curse in there as a third safety. At times you saw Iloka, and I actually think I saw Iloka a fair amount, not just once or twice today. Mackenzie Alexander still played, but I think he was trying to present different looks at times, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That's exactly what we said Coming out out of that Rams game, it did seem like, if nothing else, this defense had become a bit predictable in its use of personnel packages. Mm-hmm. And at today, George Iloka lives and got to play, and I don't think he screwed up. He didn't, and I, I I cannot stress again though enough how much better the pass rush was again for this defense because they needed it badly because there's still some question marks and still some. Issues in the secondary with, you know, you got a rookie out there making his first start on the outside. You got Mackenzie Alexander, who just makes you want to breathe into a paper bag. And, you know, and the linebackers are still, I mean, Anthony Barr and, and Eric Kendricks are still just not, not looking like themselves. So, I mean, I thought it was really important for the pass rush to get back going today. And they're missing Everson Griffin, and it's a huge loss. But Stephen Weatherly stepped up and made some plays. Daniil Hunter made some plays again. Livingwell Joseph had the big touchdown. So that 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 pass rush, that defensive front, uh, stepped up big today, and they needed it. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you'd like to join the conversation here on Vikings Vent Line, as Max will do right now. Hello, Max. Hey, how you doing? Fantastic. 
Good, good. I just want to say how great it is to beat a Philadelphia team. I have family from Philly, and ever since, obviously, the NFC Championship game, and then just their natural demeanor as Philly fans, it just feels so good to actually (laughs) win. So outside of just the X's and O's and what was great, just the emotional win of today was just 100% fantastic. Now, Max, is it is it just like Eagles fans, or is it all Philly fans? Is it Flyers and Sixers and I mean, to and me, Phillies it's fans all too. Philly fans, because I'm also a Wash. I'm from Washington D.C., so I'm actually also a Washington Nationals fan. So, like the Phillies rivalry is real as well. The Capitals and Flyers, like it's real for me across. Eagles the board, fans though so. are the worst. <laughs> They're the biggest jerks, Max. Yeah, no. I don't even think it's that close. They're the worst. Like, I would, like you always say, like, don't go to a Philadelphia game wearing a Vikings jersey. Like, I totally agree with that. I did that once and had a bottle of water thrown at me. So, yeah, they're the worst. I love my family to death. They're not so bad, but the re- I mean, the Philly fans in general are the worst. And forget about security at Thanks, Lincoln Max, Financial Field doing anything about it, right? Like, oh, the people, security the and the are, cops. Yeah, the cops don't care. Yeah, That's the cops will probably throw something at you too. The cops, the cops will only arrest you if you physically assault them first. <laughs> it's that bad. God, it's so bad. Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five. 1500. The show is Vikings Vent Line. We'll return with your calls after this. Zolgan, Manny Hill. And uh, Vikings Vent Line, of course, is brought to you by Lucky's 13's Pub. Uh, Lucky's has you covered for the best game day experience this football season. Tons of TVs, legendary appetizers, amazing fresh half pound burgers, handcrafted sandwiches, a uh, wide variety of other pub favorites, too. The drink menu is fantastic. Huge selection of tap beer, handcrafted t- uh, cocktails, the best Bloody Marys in town. Uh, seriously, these bloodies are fantastic. Try the Bacon Bloody, the Jalapeno Bloody, the Mother Mary. Or you know what? You can get a flight and try them all. Um, plus, Lucky's, uh, they celebrate Sunday Fun Day. Happy hours all day long on Sunday, every Sunday. Events and prize giveaways uh, during games, too. Uh, Lucky's has... Uh, locations in Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville. Uh, and if you can't make it out, if you're having people over for the game, you, you know what? You can call ahead to Lucky's and uh, order some of those amazing appetizers, and they'll be ready to bring them. Uh, they'll be ready for you to come and and pick them up and bring them home. Uh, find them online at Lucky's13Pub.com. Lucky's13Pub.com. The show solely devoted to your reaction on the game. Vikings vent line now continues. For the first and goal, Ajayi puts it on the ground. This one is to Thielen. What a throw and catch. And in the open field, Adam Thielen spins down inside the 30. Ajayi carries and ball is out. Vikings say they have it. And they do. Rock Thomas back there next to Cousins. This is dropped. Oh, you got to play that, don't you, Jonathan? If it's a lateral, it's a live ball. I think it is, Joe. And it belongs to Philly. Viking Vent Line 651 646 8255 877 615 1500. Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison producing and playing the highlights and aura. Lowlights of uh, tonight's game. I figured, Manny, I figured when when the Eagles didn't score off the lateral gone wrong, I thought the Vikings are safe now. Yeah, because you figured that's like a play like that happening to the Vikings where you're 
where you're kind of face palming and you're like, what the hell was that? Why? What is with that design of that play? And then the fact that the Eagles didn't score that, yeah, that was their opportunity to really sort of change the landscape of the game, and they didn't do it. Uh, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Let's go to Stoneman in Ohio. What's going on? Hey, guys. How are we doing tonight? Good. Great. Hey, greetings from Rick Spielman's home of Maslin, Ohio, by the way. Very nice. Nice. Good to have hey, you uh, on. A couple, a couple things for you guys. Uh, first, uh, curious to hear your thoughts. How much did we win the game? Or did Philadelphia give us this game? Two <laughs> absolutely huge plays. That fumble inside the five. Mm-hmm. Obviously the Linfield Joseph touchdown. A um, couple of obser- other observations. Um, O-line, still a struggle. Mm-hmm. Ran the ball a little bit better. But I'm um, curious to hear, I think Kirk Cousins has been worth every dollar we spent on him based on our O-line play. Mm-hmm. And from a locker room standpoint, you know, I've coached football for years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The cutting of Roberson, yeah, and um, you know, with with without Griffith, man, how much do you think that's really cost this team in the locker room? Just curious to hear your thoughts, guys. Thank you, sir. Uh, I would say, I would say the Griffin loss is huge, mm-hmm. and it's not just it's locker room and also ability on the field because we're talking we're talking about a guy who in 2017 had 13 sacks. He's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and has been for a few years now and he is I mean he's in the prime of his career right now and he's playing you know the last year and whatever playing the best football of his life and you know we saw in the last couple of games before tonight that yeah they they do miss him because the pass rush has been non-existent um and it, it finally showed some life Today, I mean, I, I cannot stress enough how much better and how much more important it was for Stephen Weatherly and Daniil Hunter and even Linval Joseph just getting pressure on Carson Wentz and making him uncomfortable. Yep, that was that was huge, and and I think I think that was the main reason why the defense looked better today. Now they still didn't look great. I mean, there were still some plays that the Eagles were able to get. And the Eagles ran the ball with some effectiveness with Jai and, and whatnot, but they played the defense played better as a unit today than they did the previous two weeks. Brian, it's not even close. Brian Robinson, I think, is missed. But teams, if if you've got a guy who's aging and gets cut, I'm not going to go back. I think that's and more say of that's a locker a room thing move. with B Rob, though. Isn't I do it? too. It's not more of a I locker room thing than it but, is but Gri- ability on the but field. But Griffin, Griffin oh, is missed both. in an enormous way. Yes. And yes. and as far as question one, Philadelphia helped you. But oh, watch yeah. game. But oh, watch yeah, games in this league, Manny. We see a lot of teams help teams. Mm-hmm. So this is not rare. If you watch a full day of football, as I did today. How many mistakes, stupid plays, questionable play calls do you see that that lead to a team's demise? It's quite a few. And let's not forget, I mean, he made a big kick at the end to sort of put the to give the Vikings some breathing room, but Dan Bailey missed a couple of kicks today that I was going to get to that. If we if he would have made them, then it's probably not even as nearly close as it ended up. And they weren't tough kicks. No. The first one he missed was what, from 28? Yes. That he doinked off the left upright, and then the other one he just pushed. 
to yeah, the right. Yeah, let me see here. I've got the exact. Uh, so he. I mean, he went three for five. He missed. So, he missed but, off the left upright from twenty eight. He hit from thirty seven. He went wide right from forty five, and he made him from twenty two. And and then the key one late fifty two yards. Yep. And you know what? And and that's where you. And I, and I know it's easy to say, wow, I don't know if he would have made it. But I, I actually felt pretty good about him making that long one. Just because he's he's made kicks like that before. So you know he's capable. Unless you saw Mason Crosby's day in Detroit today, in which case... Yeah, how about that? Daniel Carlson feels pretty damn good right now. <laughs> he might end up with a job. Hey, Lou, how are you, Lou? Uh, good. Go ahead. There's one thing that irritated me in the whole game, that's what Troy Aikman said. Yep. And it's that he confirmed that Mike Zimmer... Uh, basically forced Terrence Newman to retire. I mean, that's ridiculous beyond belief. The guy was a good secondary guy. Not great, but he was still good back there. And we ended up keeping Marcus Sherrills, of all people. Good guy and everything, but we don't need Marcus Sherrills in that. I'd rather have Terrence Newman back there, for goodness sakes. How stupid are they? Thanks, Lou. They miss him. Now, they but, do miss him, but, but I wonder the if... The aging process. Yeah. That's my I mean, big thing. Terrence is 40, man. Yeah. Like, I don't... I mean, they, they miss him, but I think they miss Terrence Newman of the last couple of years. I don't know if they miss 40-year-old Terrence Newman because I, I honestly believe if Terrence Newman still had something left in the tank, he would be in uniform. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I, I think the reason yeah. why he retired is because I think he went through training camp for a couple of weeks and said, I, I got nothing left. Physically, I got nothing left. Mm-hmm. Now, they miss him, but I don't I don't think it was a situation where he still had left. I don't, I don't buy for a second that Mike Zimmer would have. If Terrence Newman could still play at the level he had been playing the last couple of years, yeah, loved him. Mike, Mike Zimmer wouldn't have forced him to retire. I don't think, I think, I think Terrence just said, I got, I, I'm, I'm done. I got nothing left. And you know what? He's 40. I mean, the fact that he was playing last year at 39 and still serviceable for you, I think, is remarkable. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. It's Vikings Ventline. Judd, Manny, Jonathan Harrison producing. Tom in Columbia Heights, you're next up on Viking Ventline. Hey, uh, guys. Uh, first off, I'd just like to say congratulations to the Milwaukee Brewers because that's about all they're going to have over in Wisconsin uh, anytime soon. Um, what are you talking about? Second, the Badgers throttled Nebraska yesterday. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> those, those, those Badgers. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I hate them, too, I, uh, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm just messing with you. I, I, honestly, I think that that penalty on Bennett was karma. It was karma for all the Eagles fans did to the Vikings fans last year. And the two field goals, honestly, the, the uh, universe evened itself out there. And... Can either of you tell me that touchdown that Smallwood got? Wouldn't that have been Megatron rule? Yes. And yeah, and yeah. What wouldn't? Uh, and why would they go for two after that? Does that make any sense to either of you? And I'll get your comment off here. Oh, please play vent line, Packer vent line after uh, on your show tomorrow. Oh, we will tomorrow. Yeah, we will. Thanks, right. Tom. Oh, the, the well, Mason Crosby calls alone will be worth oh, the that, price of that show. Oh, that be Oh, yes. That'd uh, be glorious. The, the two-point conversion was done because it worked under the theory that it's easier. It's easier to put yourself in position to go for the win than to go to OT. That's why. Yeah, and it worked. That's why. Uh, they, did, they, they ran the play and it worked. The, on the touchdown. The call is right. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's last year, last year would not have been a touchdown until the Super Bowl. Until the Super and Bowl, and it would have been a touchdown in that game. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, I you know, I'm glad they called it a touchdown because, in my opinion, that should be a touchdown. Absolutely. He, he caught the ball. He went to the ground. He possessed it long ball, enough. Yeah. Common he possessed sense, it long enough. Common I mean, sense says common that's sense. a touchdown, right? Yes, exactly. It's common sense. That's a touchdown. It should have been a touchdown. It was a touchdown. I got no problem with it at all. But last year, yeah, the caller's right. Last year, there's no way in hell that would have been a touchdown. Hey, Bob. Thanks for holding, Bob. What's what's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? Great. I got the game today. Okay. Big win. You were at the game? I'm t- we're driving out of the parking lot traffic right now. Nice. Yeah. So you survived. Also, you didn't wear any Vikings gear, did you? <laughs> Bob, did you wear any Vikings gear? Did you wear anything purple? Oh, hell yeah. I got my Dante Culpepper number 11 jersey on, baby. Okay, but was it visible? Oh, visible? Hell yeah. Was beer was, thrown at you? Were beer was, cans directed at your noggin? I by thousands to not wear it. My life was on the line. Were, I wore it. Were you accosted, Bob? Uh, yes, I was. In the third quarter, the crowd behind me and my friends grabbed me and almost threw me over the rail into the first level because we were on the second level on the 30-yard line. Oh However, God. I defended the territory with the Viking blood flowing through my veins. You're nuts. And I stood ground. And so did our team. We stood ground. <laughs> we were the underdog going into this game. Unlike last year, we didn't desecrate the Rocky statue. Unlike last year, I sensed weakness in the Eagles. Fan base, mm-hmm. team, all around, and we came out with the win. Big catches by Thielen. Digs. A double pump by Kirk Cousins on a missed block by O'Neal made a huge play to get him a score. Big play. Dropped it in the bucket to Thielen after that questionable roughing the passer call. I think he might have hit the quarterback. Then it might have hit the quarterback. Well, I don't know. It was hard to see. Didn't hit him at all. I mean, what, did he hit? I mean, I don't think it was a late. Hit. It was a. It, I thought it was a bad call, but we took advantage of it. Yeah, we got the win. You know. Okay, hey, look, wait. Back. We're, we're in that protect the quarterback movement. And look, well, back up for we a got second. Eighty-four million dollar quarterback. If the league wants to protect him the whole me, season throughout, then that's fine with me. We'll take the win. Hold on, Bob. Bob, hang on a second. Back up to to the point where so you were on the second deck and you almost got thrown over the railing. They wanted, yeah. Their plan was to throw me over the rail and say, "Fly, Eagles, fly!" With my Dante Culpepper jersey on, there were very few Vikings fans at this game. I can tell you right now. Because they all learned from last year, Bob. That's why there are very few this year. Well, you know what? A lot of guys came up to me and said, you know, we kicked your ass. And I said, you know what? You did. You did kick our ass last year. You were the better team. And they were. But today, we were the better team. We took advantage of mistakes. And when home teams make mistakes like the Eagles did, they deserve to lose. And we won. You're right. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Bob's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. When you screw up as much as Philadelphia did today, you, you do not to deserve to win. You deserve that to game. lose. Yeah. Six five one six four six eight two five five. What do I know from Florida? What do you think of the Vikings game today? Hey, what's up, fellas? 
Um, I was actually curious about three topics because you guys have hit a lot of topics already. Yep. One is I just wanted your opinion on the last defensive stand of the Vikings. To me, it seemed like Zimmer was just too loose with the defensive calls. It seemed like he just let him march down the field. I could be wrong. The other one is I just wanted your opinion on Treadway. Is he getting better? Um, Treadwell? Or Treadwell. Is he getting any better? And then finally, was this a missed chance for it to be a statement win? I know it's a W, but it just seems like had we been able to finish the game on a strong note, it could have been a statement win, and it just seems like a W. I'll listen to you guys offline. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Um, Let me start with Treadwell. Don't confuse the fact that he seems to get a lot of snaps with him playing well. He had three catches. He had four targets today. I'm a little baffled that he is is still getting more snaps. I don't think he dropped a pass, which was the good news. He had four targets today, (laughs) caught three of them for 21 yards, and his long went for eight. I believe I did see him throw a couple nice blocks. But he's Treadwell, actually an okay blocking he receiver. He actually, he's actually pretty serviceable in and that all, regard. All he has to do, all he has to do is be serviceable. Because Diggs and Thielen continue to catch every Everything. football thrown. Kirk Cousins has to airmail the ball over their heads for them not to catch it. <laughs> it has to be thirty yards over their heads. So yeah. um and statement win. All, all I can say is Two, two, and one. Sure beats one, three, and one. Yes. I don't think it's a statement win, but, but it's a big one. But you've now set it's yourself. One they needed. You've now set yourself up to go into the bye with, I think, four, three potential winnable games in four weeks. Arizona at the Jets, home to the Saints. That's going to be tough, and home to Detroit. And let's not forget too that okay, you go on the road and you beat Philadelphia. Now you are. You're two, two, and one. The Eagles are two and three. So now you kind of have. I mean, it. I guess it doesn't really matter because of the, because of the tie. But you you now have sort of an upper hand on Philadelphia in the standings. Now it's you know the tie the tie is in there, so there's no real like tiebreaker that would come into play. Um, I guess unless the Eagles tie have a tie later on in the well, season, and the, and the tie confuses me now to know. Yeah. I still I hate but, the tie. Let's get rid of the ties. But you did. I mean, you went on the road and you won a game against an NFC opponent, and you know it was a game that you needed to win. You needed to make up for that Buffalo loss, and that Buffalo loss could still come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. But you needed you needed to. I mean, oh, it will. It will. It's the, <laughs> yeah, it's it the Vikings. Fails, it's Don't the Vikings. say it could. Right. It will come back to haunt them. <laughs> It'll bite them right in the butt. But you needed you needed this one. You you needed this one badly if you're the Vikings and you know, they 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 got it done. On the the last defensive possession, I was t- we were sitting well, you're here. You were going nuts. I was going nuts. I hate it. I cannot stand the prevent defense. It drives me crazy. I, I don't I don't understand I'm playing playing the safeties and the defensive backs twenty yards back off of the receivers and letting them letting Zach Ertz get fifteen yards a pop. Over the middle of the field, what 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 good does that do to you? It does it does nothing for you. And the Eagles scored the touchdown anyway. Mm-hmm. They got the touchdown anyway. So you're not. What do you? I mean, it, I've it, never liked it. It it it, do, it doesn't make any sense. Your defense has played fairly well for you yep. all afternoon. So just line up like you have been. Yep. And you know your pass rush has been fairly effective. Line up the way you have been. 
and stop them. Because for the most part, you have been stopping I've never them. understood the philosophy. Never, yeah. I've never gotten it. It makes no sense. Vikings Vent Line brought to you by Lucky's 13th Pub. Five Twin Cities locations. Find your Lucky's at Lucky's13Pub.com. And let's wrap up the show with a call from uh, Jeff, who's calling us from Texas. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. If I had not watched the game for myself and I just was only able to listen to Vent Line, I would have thought it was another miserable miserable performance, but let me just give you this. Ebony and Ivory are together again in history, or however the words go. That was way off. I know. Okay, but... McCartney and Steve. Guys, come on. We went into the most hostile place to play on the road, and we delivered. We delivered. We we said exactly that. Yeah. That's what we said. They needed this win, and they got it. Yes. The Eagles didn't play well, but you know what? They won. So who cares, right? Yep. Yes, exactly. All right, Jeff, thanks. Thanks. Wait, wait. I thought we just spent the whole show saying that. We kind of did. Did we rip them? No, I mean, we didn't even really. We spent like 10 seconds talking about Mackenzie Alexander. Yeah. 23-21 victory. Yeah. They're now 2-2-1. You needed the this Packers, win. The Lions won, but they beat the Packers, which is good. The Bears didn't play. Yeah, there was nothing. There How about was, the Bears being in first place in this division right now? Well, it's it's Clomac. <laughs> Oakland changed the NFC. Oakland changed Man. the entire division with that trade. He's going to get some MVP votes. They changed the entire division with, with that trade. All right, we are uh, done. Zolgad, Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison, once again, do an outstanding job screening your calls and producing the show. Baseball is up next. Don't forget Mackie and Judd uh, back at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Plenty more on today's game. The Vikings won. Nobody's complaining. Was it a glorious sight? No, but that's okay. It's the National Football League. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great Sunday evening. Baseball. Ball's out. Picked up by the Vikings. Joseph. Can he win this long foot race? Linval Joseph. No flags. Touchdown, Minnesota. Second down and two as it took a sack off the board. Now Phelan in the end zone with a flag for the touchdown. Ajayi carries and ball is out. Vikings say they have it. And they do. Let's win this game. Score Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down and get a touchdown.